Welcome to Subang Jaya Assembly of God. I'm so glad to see so many of you here this uh, Sunday morning. And uh, I trust that next Sunday would be a full house, right? Yep. Can we all say that next Sunday will be a full house? Amen. Praise the Lord. And because we're going to be a full house, there will be many, many vehicles around in the church compound as well. And I trust that uh, you will be uh, mindful of uh, how you park so that uh, we will have a nice environment, nice uh, experience as we come to church. Yep. And I know that many of you own more than one car. Yep. And there's one thing that we need to do is one particular place in our car that we need to service, but we often miss it. We often uh, take it for granted, and it is the alignment of the views. The alignment of the views, especially the front views. You know, the front views need to be parallel to each other, because if it's not parallel, then you will see that uh, it may go to one side of the road while you are driving, either to the left or to the to the left, to the left or to the right. We want the car to go straight forward, right? Or otherwise, if we do not really align our wheels, our tires will suddenly seems to be wearing, uh, wearing away too much on one side, and so it will not be an economical uh, use of tires, because unaligned wheels also wear the tires unevenly. So if you are travelling at high speed, even in this uh, Christmas season, that's going from places to places, uh, or going out station or going back hometown. Okay, it will be difficult to control in the time of an emergency if your wheels are not aligned. And now uh, we need to check our alignment because we want to have good experiences and to be really have the tires lift to its old age. Okay, good wheel alignment equals safe and pleasant drive. And we all want to have our cars to give us pleasant experiences. And uh, the big trouble that we will go through should be engaged in any of this accident. So we do want to really want to avoid any form of accident at all costs. When we align with God's will and purposes, we will enjoy our walk with Him. We will really enjoy our walk with Him when we align with His purpose. We will go far and we will truly be really blessed that we will really have that kind of a special appreciation for God that He is doing great things in our midst. We will most certainly cease from our striving when we are in the center of God's will. And so just as alignment of car wheels are necessary, alignment with God's will and purposes is necessary to arrive at our destination and also for the glory of God to be revealed. Now Christmas is coming very soon and next Sunday we are going to have a Christmas celebration here. And uh, we are going to come together and we're going to have a great time. And all of us can contribute towards the Christmas atmosphere. Okay? And I would like to invite all of you to come. All of you to come as we have uh, uh, created certain programs for the church next Sunday. All right? Don't miss out. It's going to be a celebrative mood. It will be joy to the world. And we really will have very interesting and exciting program. So at 8 a.m. next Sunday morning, there will be a long list of people getting water baptized. Okay? But of course, our service is only starting at 10.30, but we have to start early at 8 a.m. in the morning so that they can get ready, dress up, and join us in the service. All right? So water baptism is a declaration of faith to the public. 
We don't do this very often. We do this uh, maybe on Easter as well as on uh, Christmas Day. And the expectation next week is going to be glorious and very exciting, especially for the candidates. God gave His Son and we are going to make it joyful for every one of us and it's going to be a good experience for us. So we didn't do anything before we know Christ. We were just going on our own way. But after when we know Christ, Christmas takes on a special and a different meaning. We began to appreciate Christmas in a different light. And we see Christmas as the beginning of God's favour upon mankind and an expectant hope for the greater things that will happen to us as we journey along. Jesus, the scripture says, is Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus walks with us. And this morning, I want to preach on aligning ourselves to God, that His glories, His greatness may be revealed on earth. Aligning ourselves to God, that His greatness and glories may be revealed on earth. Now, God is not dependent on us to cause things to happen, right? He is self-existent. But He wants us to work along with Him in order that His plan may happen for the rest of mankind. And God has a plan and we are to be active partners together with Him. And when we submit and cooperate with God, God's will will benefit the whole earth. God's will will come to pass. What He decree is going to be a blessing on the face of this earth. And the rest of the people must be so touched by the things that God is going to do. And this is to reveal the favour, the greatness, the glories of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Saviour. The title of my message this morning is simply Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And we're going to read from Luke chapter 1, from verse 26 to verse 38. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to verse 38. Follow along as I read from the NIV. In verse 26, In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his, king, his kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, 
And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your words to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Father, we thank you that this morning that we can consider your word. And we thank you for your life-giving word for all of us. And tonight, even as we read into your word, we pray for the anointing of the Spirit of God to remove any doubts, any hindrances, and let us hear your word that our life may be built up, that we will really hear your word and begin to stand up and to be aligned with you. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. We commit ourselves into your hands. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ah, yesterday I went for the cell vax, vaccination for influenza as well as pneumonia. So this morning I feel a bit slower. <clears throat> My voice is a bit coarse as well. <clears throat> I hope that uh, you will go away in a short while's time that we can really concentrate on the Word of God. Jesus Christ is Lord. And this is in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to verse 38. The Angel incident of the angel conversation with Mary, the mother of Jesus. And of course, the star of the event is Jesus. Uh, the star of the event at this moment, okay, is Mary. Okay, Jesus comes later. Okay, it's the star of the event is Mary. She was just a simple young girl minding her own business in Nazareth. And Nazareth was just a village during the time of Jesus, during the time, the early times. It was just a small village. And most of the people that we have seen in archaeology finding that people lived in uh, stone houses as well as uh, in uh, caves as well. All right? There were no nice houses or, 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 or brick houses or built with the nice technology. They were just simple houses. And there was no great ambition on her as well. That was common to most village girls during that time. Okay? There was nothing really great that was happening and she was just ordinary. Some theologians have said that maybe she was just another plain Jane. Oh, that would not be so nice to say, right? But she was just like an ordinary village girl. And according to tradition, she may be in her, early teen, uh, in her late teens. Late teens, huh? Yeah, not even 20 yet. One day, the angel Gabriel met up with her and announced to her as the favoured one that God has chosen. Praise the Lord. And all of us wanted to be the favoured one that God has chosen, right? Yeah, she was one of them that God has chosen and to be the mother of Jesus. The greeting of the angels was rather confusing to her and she was wondering what kind of a greeting is that? You don't talk to people like that in the sentences. All right. So the angel reassured her and informed her of the plan of God. And for her to bear Jesus, okay, mother of Jesus, all right, the Messiah for mankind. And of all the village girls, she was the chosen one to experience the virgin conception and to carry the baby until full term. Naturally, everyone will be full of apprehension. Okay? Natural, naturally, every young girl would really be confused 
How can this be? That's her question to the angel. The Savior was going to be given to the world. And the greatest gift the world was going to receive from God is coming. And she has a part in it. And it will be the most joyful event for everyone on the face of this earth. Even though at that time it was just a private conversation between the both of them. And salvation was assured at the coming of her son. And there will be something that is really going to shake the world. And after the conversation, she was so thrilled and accepted the assignment with open arms. She, was, she willingly submitted to God's plan. And there was an incident of the angel, Gabriel, talking to Mary. There's another incident here, in contrast, in Luke chapter 1, earlier in the chapter, from verse 18 onwards. Zechariah was doubtful about the message of God to him. The angel came and talked to Zechariah while he was doing his duty in the temple, while he was offering incense. Angel appeared before him and spoke to him that his wife would have a miraculous conception as well because they were very old. Naturally, it was not possible to have children at that age. And it was a miraculous conception of their son who was going to bring great joy and bring back the hope of God to the people of Israel. And this has to do with John the Baptist. And that assignment given will also bring overwhelming, to, overwhelming joy to mankind, just like what the angel talked to Mary about. The course of history will change because of his son. He will be the greatest man, this child, according to Jesus. He will be the greatest man, born of woman, and anointed with the spirit of Elijah. But Zechariah looked at his situation. He was not so sure that he can be the father of John the Baptist. He was too old, and his wife was too old. Elizabeth was really another a contributing factor to his doubt. Two old couple, how can it be? He didn't think that he can submit to God's plan. And for that, he was chastised for doubting, whereas Mary was blessed. Both messages were about the birth of sons that will bring great joy to the world. Similar messages. Both of those sons will be history makers or all that we know today. And the world will not be the same again. Those were not ordinary sons, but great sons called by God Almighty. Not ordinary sons. And both parties received similar messages, but Mary responded well and was called blessed. Was called blessed, whereas Zechariah was punished, dumb, mute, until the child was born. Until the child was born. Wow, that was nearly nine months. Let's be like Mary, who came along with the plan of God and for the greatest gift to arrive on the face of this earth. God was working. 
but let us not be lacking, but be part of His great plan. So how are we going to align with God so that His greatness and glories will be revealed to the world? We are part of the plan of God. We are bringing in and ushering the things of God, the kingdom of God, onto the face of this earth. So how are we going to allow ourselves such that these kind of things can happen? First of all, it's the act of acceptance. The act of acceptance. Our challenge today is convenience. It's a matter of convenience, really. Even if, even if it has to do with spiritual matters, even if it has to do with important things of spiritual life, our convenience many times override it. We know the importance of spiritual matter and how we need to surrender to God to work through us. We know of God's great plan to use us to reveal His great and glorious ways. All of our service, all of our ministry here is to bring glory to God Almighty. We live life to please God. We live life to bring and usher in the things of God. We all know the necessity of prayer and fasting and the need to wait on the Lord. We all know the importance of giving towards missions and evangelism. The missions of Jesus coming is to save the world. But we can all water this down just by because it is not convenient. Our convenience takes preference. We are just self-centered and self-serving. And so in the final analysis, it is still about ourselves. It is not God-centered just yet. Should we continue with the convenient factor? Then it is not going to change anything. We will be struggling in the carnal world. Mary say yes to Gabriel. Let us all also be like her to say yes to allow God to work through us. Let's pick up her example. And our church has gone on now for almost like one and a half years in the IDMC program, the Intentional Disciple Making Church program. And it is to make us disciples of Jesus, not church growers, not coming to church on Sunday. It is to make us to be disciples of Jesus. It is not a program for program's sake. It is not a feel-good event, but has an eternal objective. Disciples of Jesus are able to live out God's view and purposes in their lifetime. They are able, then they understand the call of God and they live it out. It was not intended for self-preservation, but to be extended, expanded for God's plan. And we live life to be of service to the living God. In these last days, we need more disciples to impact the country we live in. The call for more Zerubbabel's, as in Haggai 2.20, and more Daniel's, as in Daniel 9, verse 17 to 19, in our country, is to be answered by us. Let's look at the verses. Haggai 2.20. Do you have it on the side? Yeah. Let's read together. What do you say there? 
The word of the Lord came to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the month. Tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, that I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn royal thrones and shatter the power of the foreign kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers. Horses and their riders will fall, each by the sword of his brother. On that day, declare the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shatel, declares the Lord, and I will make you my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. In these prophetic words, it was so overwhelming that God has chosen Zerubbabel in a time that he was governor of Judah, in a time when he was surrounded by threatening armies, God said that he is going to raise him up and he's going to be the chosen one. What about in Daniel chapter 9? So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. These are two kings. And Daniel prospered. Daniel ministered in the courts of the king. He was well sought after and advisor to the king. He was the one that was able to give direction to the kings. And he prospered during these two kings. Right? The earlier king and then the later king who is a Persian. The Babylonians were overrun by the Persians and the, and the second king took over that kingdom, the vast kingdom. And Daniel was the advisor to these two kings. And so, in our country today, we are the answers to the situation that we are calling for change. If we are not concerned to make differences in our land that we live in, nobody outside is going to be bothered to change our land. Nobody is going to be bothered with what we are going through. And we have to rise up ourselves. And the answers come from within the people of the land. And we can start doing that by living out our calling seriously. God is making disciples of us and we are to live out our, our life seriously that we'll be disciples of Jesus Christ. We see that Mary was only a simple village girl. Yeah, she was as simple as can be. The message from the angel Gabriel was to cooperate with God and allow the greatest greatness of Jesus to flow through her. That she needs to surrender to be an instrument that the greatness of God can flow through her. She accepted her assignment with full consent. Her reply shows she was excited and willingly surrendered to the work with God. From there on, it was joy to the world, the Lord has come. And these words were really prophetic. It was joy to the world. And we thank God that this time we can really rejoice because Jesus has come. Today God is still working even when we don't see it. God is still doing and designing for great things to happen. And so for the greatness and the glories to be revealed on earth, we have to accept God's plan and will in our life. And we have to lift that out. And we should not be intimidated or afraid of living 
as a Christian. To allow God to work through us and let the purpose of God to be completed through us. That greatness can happen because we have made ourselves available to God. God knows what He's doing and He seeks for active partners. And all of us can be active partners. So let not our convenience block out God's purpose, but intentionally and willingly surrender so that many will be blessed, so that many can really enjoy the plan of God. Let's be willing, active partners to see the great plan of God fulfilled in our generation. And that was the first thing that we need to, to accept it. And the second thing that we need so that the greatness and glories be revealed is the act of simple faith. The act of simple faith. Yeah, some of these godly things are really very challenging. But the more we look at it, the more we need the faith of God. We are all impatient people. Huh? Yeah, very impatient. Whenever someone comes to tell us something, we want the end of the story. We want to hear the end of the story or the punchline first. Okay? And we don't have the patience many times to listen to the full story. And we are suspicious and the task-oriented type. Huh? And the more that you tell, you have to tell within 30 seconds. Otherwise, the brain will switch off. So we are very task-oriented people. So many of us uh, don't have the patience to wait and wait. Okay, we want to know the final proposition straight away. You come to see me, talk to me, what you want. Wow, that kind. Yeah. Straight away, we want to know the proposition. Then we want to think about it, to weigh about it. Then only we give you an answer. And that's how the normal conversation will be. Okay? The conversation between the Mary and the angel Gabriel show us a different way and a straightforward way. It was a yes sir dialogue. A yes sir reply. There was no hesitation or argument. It is something like the military style. When a command is given, it is expected to be yes sir. No argument, no proposition. Mary just accepted her assignment and acted out in simple faith. She did not ask a hundred questions, like most of us will ask a hundred questions, maybe a thousand questions, or jump to conclusion or resist. But Mary just said, May it be to me as you have said. Wow, that is the, really the model that we all, God is looking for. People who would not just accept, but really to act it out in simple faith. In a small mind, she wasn't concerned about the how. She first believed and let God work out the details, including the important detail of how to talk to and convince Joseph that she is pregnant. I don't know. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be very challenging and very hard. How to talk to Joseph. But thank God, God knows his way and God knows his plan. He, where God sent, and even 
talk to Joseph while in a dream, not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife. And that settles the matter. When you act out in simple faith, God will work out all the details. And if you ask so many hundreds and hundreds of questions, your faith will be shaken. You will be more challenged as you ask more questions, more unanswered questions. It will really shake you. But Mary was so simple. As a village girl, she just said, Yes, sir, let it be as you have said. And it happened. And there was no great argument. There's no great uh, 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 con conflict between Mary and Joseph. And the matter was settled. And I can detect that that kind of enthusiasm and the readiness of Mary to go. Okay? Let me share with you a bit of my life. Okay, one fact that I have lasted to serve God for the last 25 years as I did not ask too many questions. Okay, I joined full-time ministry not because I had planned for it. I saw the need to help and I went in to help. And God opened the way. My family wasn't well off and my three children were very young then. And financial security wasn't in my mind. Yeah, maybe they say that this is reckless faith. Well, leave that to God. I just went in and believed God would take care. And so now it has been a very long time already. And we have done well. Our family has done well. All along, God has provided. And I can boast now because my God has provided. And He didn't, and we didn't lack any serious thing. We didn't really go hungry. We didn't starve. We didn't go crazy or emotionally destabilized. We were all good. Many times, as I think back, as I look back, as I consider about my service to my king, now I learn the lesson to say yes, sir, and proceed on. So it wasn't so much of my concern to work out the details because I allow him to be my God. It is his concern to work out the details. I'm just an instrument in his hand. He says, so let it be. I will be that instrument, but he will work out the details as he has worked in the life of Joseph. What we see here is a simple example of belief first and he will do all the rest. Mary, though a virgin, did not need to know everything before she agreed to be the mother of Jesus. She just wanted to and she just looked, took the word of the angel as it is. She didn't need to know how the Holy Spirit can cause conception to take place. And what kind of a fetus is that going to be? And how can a single cell without fertilization can, can develop and, and, become a, 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 and become a baby? In our world today, God will not usually show us the whole plan, but will want to challenge us to step out in faith. One step at a time. Now there are times that God do, do otherwise, but most of the time that we know, 
that God challenges to go one step at a time. This way will stretch our faith and we will experience more of the goodness and faithfulness of God. We will know and, and, and allow Him to show Himself to us. He gives us His desire and wants us to come along as He unveils His majestic ways to all of us. Sometimes it can be so dumbfounded by the things that He's doing for us. A dependent walk is more enriching than a self-executed way. If we want to experience Him more, we really need to believe God and let Him do the rest of the work. And the rest of the details will come along. We need not be apprehensive as God will take care and provide all that are necessary for our intention to be disciples of Jesus. We just need to stay focused and faithful because sitting back will not change anything. Sitting back, nothing would happen. We want to be active participants in the plan and the will of God. We need to surrender, accept that. And thirdly, the act of engagement. In this act of engagement, we will bring about the greatness and the glories of God through our life. One thing I can tell you is that challenges are real, but God is also real. The harder it is, the more grace He will provide. We are not walking alone by ourselves. We are not really uh, uh, following after the steps, uh, the ways of a good life but we are believing in God Almighty. God already knew what is challenging, but He also is walking with us and ready to catch us if, in any case, we fall. He is never caught by surprise as He already knew. Okay? He knew us enough. When He called us, He has that confidence in us. When He tells you to step out into the waters, He has confidence in you. When He impresses upon you to take up that job or to go that way or this way, He has confidence in you. And you need to trust and believe Him. And He is confidence with us. As we set out to serve Him in our lifetime, we will be successful. Definitely we will be successful. And His greatness and glories will be seen will be flowing through us. Therefore, make our service to God the best that can be and do not waste any of these opportunities that comes our way. By giving our best, we can worship Him extravagantly. Jesus deserves our best ministry. Jesus deserves the best that we can do. And so, we pay attention to how we worship God. We pay attention on how we can contribute to the glory of Jesus. Let me bring you back to the early days. One day, Cain and Abel came to offer to God as we read, as we read in Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 to verse 8. Okay, we have that. Okay, we can read that from verse 3 to verse 8. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruit of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions 
from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favour on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favour. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. Its desire is to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Sin was crouching at his door. And the desire was to have him. But God told Cain, you, are need, you need to control it. But what did he do? He did not. In the course of time, the first murder was done, was acted out. Our worship of God must be the best of his kind. The Bible didn't mention what he did, but his act of worship was accepted, but Cain's worship was rejected. And as a result, Cain was depressed and he was angry. And when God spoke to him, he was jealous. He was jealous until he killed his brother for no good reason. His brother did not do anything wrong to him or to offend him. Cain's engagement with God was too casual and simplistic. And he deemed it was alright until his murderous act stood up against him. His punishment was more than he can bear. Then he knew he wasn't serious enough and fooling around with the worship of God. Suddenly he realized now how sinful a man can be when you fool around with the serious things of God. We only have one life, right? Only one life. So our engagement with God must count. And we, in this church, don't have many, many more years to go. Thank God for young people. But for majority of us, we don't have many, many more years to go. But so, because of that, make use of our years. Our worship of God must be the best of its kind. So in fact, it should be better as we walk with Him. Okay? As we go older, some of these things that we use to trouble us, that they are there no more. And so we can more concentrate on our service to God. So we need to be serious with God. You know, the Chinese saying that they take two boats at the same time does not work. It will not work. We cannot have the best of walking with God and also walking with the carnal world. And Scripture warns us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Not to love the world or anything in the world. So if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in us. So let's take heed to this scripture. The things of this world only pleases the flesh, but have no eternal value. So we need to place our attention on the right thing. Granted, we need to survive in this world. Granted, we need to have finances. We need to have strong finances. But that is not the main purpose of our existence here. I trust that you will 
begin to put aside all the worldly attraction and begin to be single-mindedly focused on Jesus. Joy to the world, Jesus has been given. He is that joy. So single-mindedly focused on Jesus. Let's not get to, to heaven and find the Lord not pleased with us. Okay? Let's rejoice as we celebrate and go into heaven with dancing. Not be caught by surprise. Why not give Him the best worship by being a serious disciple of Jesus? Yeah? We have nothing to lose but all to gain. Nothing to lose, all to gain. So in conclusion... Let me bring you back to the reason why we want to align ourselves to God for His greatness and glories to be seen. It's not because we want to leech on Him to gain blessings, but that He is simply the Lord God Almighty. He is the Lord over all creation. Lord over our life. That's who He is. Everything that is seen or unseen is for His glory. And by us aligning to His will, we are giving Him all the worthiness and worship that is due to Him. Consequently, when we are not surrendering, not believing, and not serving Him, we in some way are blocking the revelation of His glories. We will be working against His plan, and for that, we will be judged when He returns. We are not any worse off when we surrender. We are not any worse off when we believe. And we are not any worse off when we serve Him. In fact, we are living in perfect alignment with Him and our striving will cease. Mary say, Yes, sir, let it be done. He is worthy of all adoration and worship because He is the Lord. So come, let us commit to set ourselves aside to reveal His glory. Let us commit to set ourselves so that His glory will flow through us and the rest of the world can see it. Let us seek the glory and let us magnify the Lord God Almighty.